My challenge with this episode of the Design Driven Life for you this week is to spend some time in educating yourself on something you don't know about poverty. I think that we all, those of us who have had the privilege of not being from a third world country, have a concept of what we think poverty is, but if we haven't traveled and explored and seen it firsthand, I think it's really important that we spend some time to become true global citizens. So my challenge is to set aside an hour this week, look into cycles of poverty, learn something new so that you can help be a change and a voice and create the world we all want to live in. Hi, my name is Wendy Yates, and today I get to speak with Trinity Heavens. Trinity is a social entrepreneur from Kampala, Uganda, with a passion for upskilling the next generation of digital talent in preparation for jobs and entrepreneurial opportunities in Africa. He leads Era 92, a youth creative social enterprise that pioneers solutions to end youth unemployment through design, arts, and technology. Trinity is also the co-founder of 92 Hands, a movement that mobilizes young adults to carry out community work, becoming agents of change in their communities by educating and empowering vulnerable people from urban slums and refugee camps. I um, am always inspired by all of my guests, but Trinity has touched my heart with his huge, huge drive to change the landscape and really break the cycle of poverty in Africa. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, Trinity. Tell us who you are and what you're up to. Uh, yes, uh, thank you so much, Wendy. I'm really so glad to be here from Africa, Uganda. And uh, my name is Trinity, uh, Emmanuel Trinity, uh, born and raised in Kampala, Uganda. Um, I was unfortunate to be raised in one of the worst slums in Kampala. And uh, definitely these slums uh, exposed a lot of things, you know, in my life at the age of nine, because my mom could not provide the education for me through school, I ended up on the street at the age of nine. And so from there, things really went bad for me. I lost many friends. I lost my life. I lost my direction in life. And uh, I lost my purpose until one day a group of you know, missionaries came to Uganda, definitely. And they were trying to help you know, uh, see the problems in the community and help children. So for me, that's when I was found uh, with this group of, you know, missionaries called Fields of Life. And they helped me and asked me as a young person that what is one of the things that you want? At this stage, I'd lost my life and I was on the streets, definitely. And this, this is where a, a group of uh, these, you know, missionaries came and were just trying to help kids. And so when they recognized us, one of the things they asked me that if we give you one thing, that you don't go back to the streets, what would that thing be? I said, if you give me a computer, I won't go back to the streets. And uh, the street child, they reached, they, they, they did their promise. They, they gave me the computer the next day. And uh, that whole thing you know, opened up a new world of possibilities for me and things started to change. And I had this new purpose of, okay, I'm playing with my computer at the church. And every single morning I was starting to learn things on my own. And so that's when I discovered my talent in art and uh, graphics. And I started training myself in designing 
uh, website, logos. And I did that for five years. And uh, something happened. A group of, you know, uh, an event came to our community and they were really, it was a talent search and they were looking for young people from the slums who are doing crazy things. And so that's when I designed the Coca-Cola poster on the stage. And then the Coca-Cola guy said, you know what? We are not living in the slums. And these people offered me an internship at the Coca-Cola agents that was designing their branding and marketing. And that's when things really started to change for me because now I got in a job, I had gotten a job and I got in a place where I was practicing my craft. That one year changed my entire trajectory about life. And it led me to this sense of responsibility where I started realizing I left so many of my friends in the slums who didn't get the opportunity to get a computer, who did not get a, an opportunity to exercise their dreams like I did. So just to paint a picture for you, many young people in the slums definitely end up in this vicious cycle of poverty where they're not in any kind of education, they're not in school, they're not in any kind of empowerment or employment. And they end up in the gangs, prostitution, witchcraft, things that ruin their lives. When I saw that, I definitely started developing a strong sense of responsibilities to reverse engineer that problem. But this was a really big problem for me to start as a person because I didn't know the idea of social entrepreneurship. I didn't know the idea of nonprofit. I was just 19 years old. But what I knew that happened in this time was that for me as a person, I started looking at the patterns of how my life changed. And I said, if I can do what these people did for me, I think I can get so many young people across the roads. So I decided, okay, why don't I reach out to these young people and start giving them opportunities in design, website development, and stuff like that. So when this happened to me, I was at church one evening, and a girl came to me because I didn't know how to start. And then a girl came to me who was really close to me. And this girl was called Megan. She's, she's still called Megan anyways. <laughs> and Megan, <laughs> when Megan reached out to me, she was at the verge of actually starting to sell her body on the streets because the dad who was taking care of the family had broken his spinal cord while building and she couldn't uh, provide for the family because she didn't have a job. The dad is sick and she had six siblings to look after. But her friends in the community told her, you are beautiful. Why don't you come and start exchanging your body for money? I told Megan, you know what? Don't do any of the things. Come and join me. I'm going to pay you to learn for four months. I want to train you website development. If you learn these things, I'm going to give you a job. I didn't know what I was starting. I started. And then this is when, in three months, this girl was designing websites more than I, I did. It took me six years. So when Megan was able to design a full website in WordPress, after four months, I gave her a job. I said, you're my first employee. And so that's when I started a company called Era 92, because I realized if I can change one person's life, because Megan Reina was earning and was able to take care of her family, I said, we have to do this for thousands of young people. So we started Era 92 basically to help young people. We train them and employ them in design, arts, and technology. And what we do, we, we get these young people from the slums, we give them the skills they need, and then we offer them jobs to work on websites from clients around the world, in the UK and the United States. We've done it for over 700 young people in seven years, and we are keeping on the struggle. We want to make this at least go across Africa. I love it. I, I think it's an incredible story. I love, I, you know, here in the U.S., um, what, one of the, the things that I think people 
they, they know about poverty, but they, unless you go and see it and experience, you don't really understand. And that's why stories like yours are so important to share in across, across the world in as many platforms as possible, uh, because, you know, my mission is really to change what people believe is possible and help provide, um, an opportunity of equity, um, worldwide and globally. And so, um, all of us doing our small part and you taking, the opportunity that was given to you in creating um, such a huge impact for your community is so powerful um, and it's so inspiring. And so I know why your purpose is, you know, important to you. Um, but I think one of the things that you could share too is, you know, in being an opportunity creator and, and you meeting Megan and kind of using that as your launch pad to grow this business, what are some of the challenges in, um, in growing this business for you as, you know, from your background and you being such a self-starter by taking the opportunity and, and elevating yourself and then bringing other people with you? What are some of the entrepreneurial challenges that you would like to share? Yeah. Being a first breed entrepreneur, I faced every challenge that you can talk about. I'm gonna give you two challenges in two aspects. One challenge was, I didn't know how to build a company. I didn't know how to build systems in, in place. And my vision was to work with companies across the globe. And so this was definitely a challenge, but I did really train myself in so many ways to learn the systems. I read a lot of books to be here, but the biggest challenge was, how do I build this thing to be sustainable? because that was in the first place. I was doing something no one has ever done before in our community. And uh, I wasn't modeling anyone at this stage because I had to make sure that uh, you have to make money to make an impact. That was the yes. biggest challenge. So if I didn't make money, I wasn't having anyone who was going to give me a donation to go and empower you or employ them. So that was the biggest challenge until I figured out a model that was working for us to keep recurring revenue coming into the company. Another problem that I found was changing the paradigm and changing what people think because my target from day one was the Western country, uh, Europe and North America. And what, it, what I faced was that people weren't still open to the idea that someone can do the website in Africa. And so I went to events to talk and people were like, how can we help you? And then I reached a point and say, no, can you please change the question that you're asking yourself? I say, how can you tap into this untapped potential and opportunities in Africa? So changing that stereotype has been a challenge even till dead on how can we get people to know that there's brilliance in Africa, across Africa. There's a lot of young people who can do things. So my biggest challenge even to date is how can we change the trajectory to bring this global e economy together? Africa being inclusive. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think you not having any sort of model to even build your company off of and um, spreading the talent um, um, and bringing Africa into being part of a global powerhouse um, is such a mission that I want to get behind and support you 100%. Um, so what when you were going through these different challenges and um, overcoming them as you have, um, obviously continue to overcome them, what is the mindset that you think uh, dr drove you the most or benefited you the most to stay on track? Because I imagine it's you know easy to get discouraged even for people that might not have had as much of a struggle to create companies that um, do good, make money and do well for others. What's a mindset that that has kept you going and that you stay focused on? I see a dying potential every day. I see young people losing their lives. I see young people 
being born in poverty and die in poverty. But that shouldn't be the case today. So I, when I see this whole thing, when I see young people, like when I walk into my community today right now, if I go down into the slums, I see these young, brilliant people who don't have a way out of life. And so for me as a person, I realize if no one is going to come out there to do something, then it's me. However much this thing is all entirely tiresome and stressful, but we have to do it regardless. Because unless we, if you don't do it, Africa as a nation, Africa as a continent, we are sitting on a tick timing bomb. Actually, not only, not only for Africa, but for the entire world, because there will be a, a, a growing, a useless population across. And so I don't want to see this happen in my lifetime. So that's what I do, what I can to give as much opportunity to the young people God has helped me reach out to. So I cannot sit back and do nothing. That's what I can say. Um, I love it. And so powerful. Um, I think one of the things that I really have as one of my initiatives is to get p- more people to understand the cycle of poverty and that it needs to be changed and it can be changed. And um, I would love to know what's the, the number one thing that our listeners can do to besides self-education, obviously, right, but to do to support you and how can they get involved with, um, with your company and um, h- how can we help spread, spread more um, knowledge that, that your companies exist and what you guys are doing? Yeah, actually, uh, our model has provided us with so many ways people can engage with us. But one of the things, easiest thing I always say is that spread our word. If you hear this story, share this podcast with someone you know, that can be interested in this message. Secondly, hire our talent. We have a lot of talent of young people who can build world-class websites, young people who can build nice graphic materials for your organization, young people who can help you with your data entry, young people who can help you edit your videos. We have a talent. And another thing, come and partner with us in, you know, making the world equal and providing opportunities. We have the Elevate program, which is definitely um, dedicated to providing opportunities through education and entrepreneurship. So if your organization is in these lines of providing uh, opportunities for young people, we have this intersection organization that is providing that. And you can definitely give towards that your skills or money. You can come and train young people online we have a lot of classes. If you're in sales, you can use your skills to train young people to become sales rep preps in Africa. This thing can really change a lot. And uh, yeah, you know, those three are enough for people to definitely engage, you know, with us you know, through partnership, hiring us and spreading the word uh, about us. Uh, do you go, or I know with COVID, there's there's not really a lot of in-person, um, tr- you know, events and things like that. But when you were um, building out Era 92, what type of events would people find you at? Or what were you going to international like trade events? Or how are you getting your name out there? Uh, the, the fastest thing I'm doing is podcasts. It's the quickest and easiest way for people to listen in it you go on to a good podcast that has a good following that has really helped me. And I think maybe you for, uh, uh, the, the podcast I was on has really created enough buzz around era 92, actually to a place where we've gone on to uh, big accelerator programs like the global good fund maze X, and it's all been a podcast. But then besides that, I do to us, I'm just from the U S recently. 
and uh, I was just telling our, our story and I was talking about the new Africa and how people can get engaged with us. So I do a lot of travel, a lot of travel podcasts and then also LinkedIn to reach out to people who can open our message, uh, be open to our message. I love it. So I checked out Era 92 and you have 500 lives impacted and counting. What is um, your 2021 sort of big audacious goal for Era 92 that you'd really like to explode into? Mm, that is amazing. We have a good plan. You know, we've been doing our strategy plan for the, la- the last month. And now we have this no small plan. We've called it the no small plan. And the no small plan is definitely taking Era 92 global. The idea we have is simple, is we are going to scale in two ways. We are going to scale globally and locally. How are we going to scale locally? We've invented what we've called the Elevate Booth. We want to scale our impact across many regions in Africa. And how we are going to do it is through the Elevate Booth, which we are going to, these are booths that have computers and things in it. And we are going to be scaling them to regions that uh, where young people do not have access to skills, training and the internet so we are we are planning to place at least 30 booths across two you know east african countries kenya and uganda to at least uh you know 10 different districts in the next five years reaching at least a vast number of five thousand people with our skills training and uh and impact and then on a global scale we are looking at you know going at least to six uh countries um North America and Europe. So we are looking at different states where we can start engaging and registering our company and start operations there so that we can definitely get into a lot of work to definitely fund uh, the work we are doing. So we are going global to those different continents, but also on the ground, we are scaling. And uh, to do this, we are not gonna do it alone. We need a lot of people we need a lot of organizations who have the same mindset to help many young people across Africa dream, believe, and achieve their potential. Um, I love it. Beautiful. I'm super excited to watch you grow and see where you go and also participate in helping you with that growth and in whatever ways we can um, beyond this podcast. Tell us a little bit more um, about the 92 hands um, versus era 92 and, um, and what, what 92 hands is all about. Yeah. So definitely 92 hands. I realized that I'm just like one drop in the ocean and then I could not do everything, the impact that I want, because the problems you have in Africa are so vast that we need a lot of young people with a summer instead. We needed at least a million trinities to combat the problem of youth unemployment in Africa. So 92 Ants is the youth movement that mobilizes young adults across Africa to carry out intensive community services in their own communities. And so this is why we see young people come and present the ideas of their communities and we help them solve those problems uh, through our events and then through our funding. So partly the money that comes from Era 92 is going to 92 Ants projects. And under 92 ones, we have projects like the Wise Builders. We have projects like the Ask for Women. The Ask for Women is a program that is dedicated to lift women out of poverty. And this year alone, we are targeting at least 3,000 women to help them with their businesses and raise about poverty. We have the It's All About Me. That's the campaign that is bringing in young people across Africa. It's a campaign that is reminding young people that, you know what? 
serve for change to happen across Africa, it's going to be you. It's not going to be some person from the UK or the US. It's going to start with you. And if you have the foundation and the eagerness to change your community, then people will help you. And so that's it. We have at least now 700 young volunteers or young change makers under 92 hands. And uh, we've provided lots of you know, food in terms of, you know, the, the refugees that come uh, from Uganda. We've provided employment to at least 500 women uh, to date. we built two houses and uh, the impact is still growing. But this is now to give back to the responsibility to the vast growing number of young people to let them know that the change to happen across Africa is going to be the young people of Africa to initiate it. Um, I was also hoping, like, kind of as we're wrapping up, if you could share, um, I, I don't think a lot of people understand um, how fast the continent is growing. So if you could enlighten us on what the projection is for um, the population of Africa in the in the coming decades. No, this year alone, we are going to have at least 300 million young people reach the age of, uh, you know, working age. At least by 2035, Africa's young population is going to go beyond that of the entire world. And I always tell people that 1 billion young people in Africa in 2035 are going to need jobs. And that's a huge number. But right now, if you do not grow our institutions fast enough, if you don't bring investments fast enough, we are sitting on a tick timing bomb, not only for Africa, but for the entire world. And so in my community alone, right now we have 45 young million, uh, 45 million people in Uganda. And 80% of those are young people between the age of 15 and 25. So imagine these are young people who don't have skills, who don't have education, who are not in employment. And so the only thing they resort to is violence, theft, marriage, early marriages, and prostitution. These are not productive things. If you can turn this productive energy into productive work, many things across Africa will change. And Africa will definitely become the global powerhouse we want or we wish it to be. But if we do not do these things, definitely we are failing back. However much we try to help Africa, it will always be back. Why? What we need to do right now to date is to tap into this untapped potential of its young people because it's our biggest valuable asset. Because these young people can be productive into the economy. They can work. They can build businesses. They can build their, uh, their, their, their families. If you don't do it, we are definitely sitting on a tick timing bomb that is going to devastate the entire continent. So, yeah, I'm definitely so passionate about this problem. <laughs> and I just wish people can join us in any way they can to solve the problems. But we want people who are open to the new ways of doing things in the ways of helping young people get skills, building their businesses in Uganda, giving young people work instead of aid, because yes. that's the only way that is going to transform our economies. Yes. Yes, a hand, a hand up instead of just a handout, right? Um, and, and a sense of urgency to move into action. And um, there's a lot of planning that people try to do and understanding, but taking action, I think, is really key and really getting involved um, beyond that and being part of the solution at the root of the problem is really what you're creating. And um, it's, it's really magical. And I believe that you will, you will do it and people will, um, more people will join your mission and be part of the new Africa. So is there anything else that we can, I certainly will be. <laughs> um, is there anything thank you. else? Yes. Um, thank you. You're, you're so inspiring. Um, I can't even tell you just moving my heart all over the place. And so is there anything else 
that you've shared so much already and given us so much information. And um, we know we can find you um, at Era 92, and we will obviously be promoting Era 92 um, and your mission, Trinity. But is there anything else you would close or leave our listeners with today? I would say Africa is ready and is open to investments, work, opportunities, and you and your skills. If you can change the way you think about Africa today, I think your actions will change. And if your actions will change, the effect will be felt across Africa today. So just think about tapping into this untapped potential across Africa these opportunities across Africa. I think that's what I have for you. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, of course. That was a lot. I learned so much and I'm so grateful for your time and you sharing and all the work that you're doing uh, to create real change in the world and create the world that you want to live in and um, you're a beautiful human being. And I look forward to knowing you more in the future and helping you with your initiatives. Thank you so much for this opportunity to be on this podcast. I know uh, the mission at heart is really, really nice and fun, fundamental to uh, many things that you want to do. And the voice that you're putting on our mission will be reflected. And uh, thank you. You're already partnering with us for you to do this. So thank you so much, Wendy. Yes. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Amen. God bless you for me. Take care. You can get involved with Era 92 by visiting their site and starting a project with them at era92.com. Please leave us a review and subscribe. Thank you for listening. I am thoroughly loving our platform for our podcast, Budsprout. So if you are considering, and you should, starting a podcast, it's so fun. It's a great way to connect with people. It's not hard when you have the right partners. If you're looking for a place to host your own podcast, join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout, to get your message out to the world. Start for free and receive a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up.